You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hustle Butter Deluxe is a 100% vegan replacement for all petroleum-based products. Hustle Butter can be used before, during, and after the tattoo process. Made from mango, cocoa, papaya, and other shea butters, it will not remove your stencils, you won't have any petroleum buildup or clogged tubes, and it helps keep the skin workable during the entire tattoo session. Used in replace of petroleum-based products, Hustle Butter Deluxe gives results that last a lifetime. For luxury tattoo care, check out HustleButter.com. When you make an order, be sure to tell Richie Bulldog you heard him mentioned on Sullen Radio. You can't knock the hustle. This is Joe Swanson from Sullen Radio. Quadrant tattoo needles are being recommended by some of today's leading tattoo artists. Accomplished artists and guests of the show like Bob Tyrell and Rich Pineda are using quadrant needles daily. Try some of the best tattoo needles ever made for yourself. Use the promo code PODCAST10 at shopquadrant.com and receive 10% off your order. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST10 at shopquadrant.com and get 10% off when ordering some of the best tattoo needles on the market. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited, dude. Ever, t- ever since I heard Keith and you talking, I was like, oh, shit, man. Keith got me on this one. I, I, you know, I've been meaning to hit you up, and, and uh, I didn't even know you guys were, were homies like that. And, and uh, it was such a cool talk to hear your honesty about you know, all sorts of stuff. So I'm real, I've been real excited to talk to you, man. No, I'm excited too, man. You know, honestly, it's time for people to hear the true side of tattooing. Like, everybody thinks, you know, you're a selling artist. You're doing the limelight, so you yeah. don't have struggles. Like... I'm here to tell you, nigga, it's hard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, hey, man, this is Joe Swanson, and this is Sullen Radio, and I want to uh, just welcome my guest today, a uh, colorism artist that I think is in the, in the seat, in a great seat right now, surrounded by really well-known uh, quality artists, and a guy who has proven himself to be amongst those guys. Pooch, what's up, man? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. What's going on, buddy? Man, I'm just chilling. You know, I'm excited to uh, talk with you. Like we were saying before, um, you know, I, I first, I mean, I had seen you uh, having gotten involved with Sullen, and and so I'd seen your name, and I'd follow you on Instagram, and um, I saw your name pop up on a podcast that I listened to from uh, Keith, the Tattoo Mentor Podcast. Um, yeah. Which, man, shout out to that guy. He's doing great stuff out there. Um, yeah, I love him to death. That's my mentor, so I love him. Yeah, man. How, how did uh, how how did you guys meet? How did that uh, connection come? <laughs> Oh, man, it's funny. Um, I've been tattooing for eight years before I met Keith, and I was doing a lot of traveling and stuff like that, and Keith, like, he kind of sought me out. Like, he was like, damn, you know, honestly, who's this black dude in the industry, you know, trying to step his game up? And, you know, and I went to Keith, like, hey, Keith, this is my work, you know, can you look at it? And he bashed it. Like, I better go lie to you. He was straight up, he's brutal honest with me. He was like, yo, dude, of honest, you need to take time and draw and step your game up, Um, but if you have any questions, hit me up. And, like, all throughout my career, he's always been, he's always had my back. You know, he's always been like, you know, hey, Pooch, you know, you got to step it up, man. If you need my honest critique, you know, I give it to you. He showed me different things about art, you know, drawing and stuff like that. And, you know, honestly, in his whole career, I owe him everything. You know, he educated yeah. me on skin and off of skin as well. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about growing up, man, because I heard about a little bit. Of, and, and I would encourage everybody to go out and seek out that uh, interview that, that Keith did with Pooch. It's got some, a lot of great stuff in it. And uh, I want you to talk about 
you know, your time growing up and getting involved in art and your earliest experiences with, with uh, maybe being inspired or taken by art? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, everybody knew I'm from New York City in the Bronx. You know, and growing up in the Bronx is pretty rough. You know, it's, 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 it's street life. You know, I had a praying mother who was very supportive in my art career. You know, her thing was, I'm going to keep my son at home and I'm going to shower with him art so he won't go to the streets, you know? And I wasn't a dumb kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, like honestly, I knew what the streets entailed, but I stayed grounded into my art, you know? Stayed in school. I graduated from high school. I, got, I have a college degree. You know, I'm not stupid. Um, um, You know, to join at a young age, my mother had a lot of cats, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, there was no DVD players, no pause, nothing like that. You know, there was cable just came out. You know, so everything you wanted to draw, you had to start off with drawing on your own. You can't trace, so you can't hit Photoshop, you know. So everything was on hand, and the cats always stayed still. So I started drawing cats, and as soon as I started drawing them, it was like, oh, my God, I love portraits. Mm-hmm. So I kept at it. Um, I graffitied in the streets a little bit. On my plate with that. And then I found tattooing at a young age, at 13, you know, and... I was just stuck. I was so, you know, through magazines and stuff like that. And what you know, were those? I, do you remember those early times or what your first experience with tattoos and what kind of struck you that, man, you're like, because you're emphatic about it. You're like, I'm sold on this shit. You know, it's like, I'm cool with it. What, what hits you, man? What pulled you into it? You know, what's crazy. What pulled me into it is the fact that, you know, you can create art on somebody's skin and it's forever. You know what I'm saying? You can't take it off. I mean, over now you can, but back then, you know, it's forever. You understand what I'm saying? And capturing, you know, the portrait. Because I'm from the Bronx, dude. So all of my friends either died or in jail. You, you know what I'm saying? You get the memorial pieces. And tattooing a portrait on somebody who's who's crying and who's emotional about it and who love it. You know what I'm saying? To me, that sold me. So I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to do. You know what I'm saying? So I just stuck with it. What What were those early influences of of portrait guys that, that you looked at in the industry? Do you remember some names that oh, struck you God. as... Man, this guy was killing it. Just, you know, Cook, um, his animal portraits the time in the sea was amazing. Um, the Shane O'Neill. Um, who else? Oh man, off the list is endless, dude. Um I was, Tom. Yeah, I was like Tom Renshaw's man. Yeah, Tom I was Renshaw like was a man. Yeah. Like he was doing bears and stuff and portraits that you was like, how the fuck does he do that? You know, Dude, like how, how about crazy. yeah, how about that one he did where the bear is uh, kind of hanging off the waterfall and the salmon's jumping up and it's about to slap it, like all that water and all that all the texture and and really creating like you can see the differences in the texture. Yeah. It's not like flat. It's so three dimensional, man. That guy was that guy has been killing and is continues to kill it. You know, yeah. he's one of those old crew of black and gray guys that really took that niche of wildlife stuff, him and Dino alike, you know, Dino does the the color stuff and I I love seeing his work, man. And, um, when I started seeing his work again, um, recently it's, man, he's still killing it today. And what's crazy though is super crazy. This too though, you have these young cats who come into the industry who don't do history, who don't do research on artists. And I'm saying, I'm not going to love Nico and all, you know, all of them tan it up. You know, when he came in the green, he stepped the portrait thing up. You know what I'm saying? But there was guys before Nico who was killing it. You know what I'm saying? Who these new cats don't know, who need to know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, well, for Shane O'Neill's been in the industry for years. You know, mm-hmm. for years, he's been killing it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of guys don't know who, who he is or Dino Cook all time. You know, because Dino Cook, um, he was doing the color realism. It was... <laughs> It was, it was outstanding. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, you know, honestly, all, for all these new cats, I would definitely tell them, you know, if you want to get into tattooing, it's more than just, 
stand at a portrait, hitting Photoshop and pacing and go. You know what I'm saying? It's more mm-hmm. to, a, you know, and have your history. You know what I'm saying? Have respect for the artists who paved the way for, for all these new cats to come in, you know? Yeah. Where does that come from in you, man? Like where, because, you know, it can can be easy to fall into that um, idea of just like, let's do what's happening now. But where does the respect and the admiration for that historical part of tattooing because it's really it's a real young industry it's a real young trade yeah you want the truth the truth is i'm gonna keep it real there's not too many brothers in the tattoo industry you know what i'm saying let's keep it real it's probably a handful of us that's good you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and the other handful who is good is stuck on jordans and sneakers and staying street famous you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's just it's sad you know but um when i was coming up you know i've been tattooing six and a half years now so when I was tattooing all back then, it was bikers. Like there was no, it was no brother stepping up in the industry. Though that shit was not having it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, honestly, having to go through that, I'm um, having a door slammed in my face and having a trial and error. It kind of humbled me and made me understand the fact that, you know, I came from something and turned it into. No, let me change that. I came from nothing and came into something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I have to respect off the industry you know like it's it's been rough dude like it's <laughs> it's still rough now man everybody thinks you know old pooch he's with roman and he's on a sullen team like dude like i struggle every day like it's it's hard talk to me about that struggle because you know as artists we know and you know as people that are you know, even collectors you know they're around these people doing these tattoos they see it's a five six hour piece not including the preparation that you put it mm-hmm. put in beforehand plus you got a family plus you got this and plus you got that talk about that struggle and what things kind of help you with it well um to be honest with you man my struggle like of my struggle right now is just my family life you know as everybody know i'm married and i have a kid you know, and having to be a tattoo artist on the road, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Because all your time has to be in the tattooing. I know some artists that have the balance, but for artists like myself, I always got to constantly, I have to prove myself. Because I'm the only black tattoo artist in the industry who's showing face. Understand what I'm saying? Who's on selling. So you go to these certain countries, dude, a lot of people are not used to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's the brother? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh my God, like, who's this dude? You know, and it's just like, so everything I do have to be 110% or better. You know what I'm saying? And my boss, who's my brother, who's Roman, who put me on. I owe him everything. Everything. I'm loving even inside. He's my brother. But he believed in me. He took a chance and was like, hey, Pooch, you know what? I'm going to take you under my wing and we're going to make this happen. And, you know, so I, I constantly got to prove myself, you know what I'm saying, to him, to all my viewers that's looking at my work. I got to stay on my A game because as soon as, um, if I slack up, it's gonna be oh that's pooch oh he failed he fucked up you know ah, uh-huh. you know that's not what I want you know you feel like it's even more of a heavier weight yes, to bear it's more it's way more of a heavier burden dude because it's like now you got people looking at you who does what you do or you got you got artists out there who look up to you and man, by all means I'm on for all you listeners out there who look at my work and I influence you it's definitely a blessing you um but it's hard man because you. If you slack on an eyeball or yeah. you make a crooked line, it's gonna be like, "Oh, Pooch fucked up." Uh-huh. He's human. Oh, boom. be honest with you, all, all of us fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. it's inevitable. You, you, it's a portrait tattoo, homie. Like, it's eight hours in. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be perfect all the time. But a, I try my best. You know? Yeah. It's a hand on art, and yeah. I mean, we can we can get into that, and then I want to talk about this uh, Batman piece with you that you yeah. did. Um, yeah. 
But let's get into that because it's something that I've talked with with the last few artists, um, James Strickland and Alvin Chung, just about a moment because I, I'm working in a street shop. I'm whip shading stretch marks. I'm doing that, you know, that shit that yeah. <laughs> is the everyday grind thing. And yeah. um, is there been a time where recently where you've struggled with either the process of putting together a tattoo and or even the skin or the client or something was just, you know, not right? And how did you push through that, man? I mean, I struggle all the time, dude. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Like, um, you got to understand, um, before we even start a portrait, it's about eight hours in between stenciling and going online at um staring at research and getting the right whole lighting and and placement and shadow with you know effects. And then you um you hit Photoshop, you put it inside there so you could change the lighting, the shadows. So it's a lot of whole prep and it's like off the stuff I focus on is detail. You understand what I'm saying? So I focus on texture, smooth blends, shadowing, you know, for lighting, hair, you know, I focus on all that. So Every tattoo I do, I'm here to tell you guys, I struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I push myself over to the max. I don't do nothing flat. I don't do anything simple. I try to look for things that's hard, you know what I'm saying, so I can sit up here and challenge myself. So every piece I do, I'm always, always struggling. Oh, I'm always going crazy about I just did a group piece, and it took me about eight hours, bro. Yo, and the texture from the wood kicked my ass. <laughs> like, you know, but you know what, though? I kept it moving. You know what I'm saying? I didn't let it have me down because honestly I'm a positive dude. I'm always laughing. I'm always smiling. At the end of the day, I did my best and that's what I can do. If I failed on something, I go home and draw for two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, every night. Every yeah. night I draw. What keeps you what keeps you in that or how do you keep yourself from freaking out in the middle of that where, you know, you're dealing with this wood grain or this texture that or this technique that's really struggling you're struggling with and you have to push through. Yeah, honestly, I just tell myself, yo, it's going to be all right. Like, we all struggle with things, and we get like, oh, my God, it's not coming out the way I want it to. Oh, my God, I'm falling flat. As soon as you as soon as soon you think about that process in your head, it's going to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So I take a breather for a minute. I go outside, smoke a cigarette, and have my head clear, and I go back at it again. If it don't come out the way I want it to, oh, honestly, I keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? I did my best. Mm -hmm. You know, I did my best. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about one of your best and, and one of your successes. And this is this Batman piece. And you can find yes. it on Instagram. You can also, Pooch is going to shoot me this pic, and I'm going to get it up on the uh, SullenRadio.com blog. And uh, talk talk me through this piece. Um, you know, as much as you want to reveal about, you know, the client and, and your and your preparation for it, and then walk me through the process of doing it and what you found was a success in it and maybe what you could have uh, not, not necessarily done better, but the struggle in it maybe. Because I, I love yeah. seeing that success come out of within that 16-hour period of work. You know, there <laughs> yeah. is going to be some struggle. Yeah, so I love to see that, that success come out of it, and this piece was amazing. So, Well, um, of the Batman piece I did, it was pretty much like, I mean, all my pieces I love to death. But this Batman piece I really cling to because I just got the job with Roman. And as everybody knows, he focuses on realism. And he just did a Batman piece. And it's, you know, okay. so it's a lot of pressure. You know, it's a lot of pressure. And Roman, um, he focuses on, like, his lighting technique is retarded. You understand what I'm saying? It's like his 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 attention to detail and clothing and everything like that is something that he he keys on. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I found this Batman piece, it was funny is I was in the shop. I'm like, hey, bro, I got to do a Batman piece, bro. And he's just like... Stop playing you serious. I'm like, yeah. So he helped me choose the piece. Mm -hmm. But you know how Roman is. 
he's gonna choose a piece that he would like to do, and it's like it's detailed out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, bro, you know what? I'm gonna make you proud. I'm gonna kill it. So I use all his fusion ink set colors with that. So it was a lot of pressure. You know, it's it's a Batman piece that he loves, mm. and it's his color line. So it was like, um, I had his client from Arizona. He was a really good guy, and he was like, hey, Pooch, I want to get a tattoo um of Batman, and I love all your stuff. And he wanted to get he wanted to get it. He wanted to get it like kind of small, but we changed the concept up. So, just the process of the stenciling, bro, the uniform, you got the mask and the blues. Like, as a tattoo artist, everybody don't know how blues are. It's a, it's, it's a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You don't pack them in right; they look green. You know, so um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of the whole different blends and, you know, and lighting and stuff like that. And I pulled through, man. You know, the struggle was the uniform part, the texture, the uniform, um, the cape, the whole. It, the whole concept was just like it was. It was hard, very hard. But you were know what? The, were these textures or shapes and and effects that you had maybe not done as much before? And how did you approach that when you were working through that part of the make maybe making the stencil so you understand and it translates onto skin? How did how did you go through that? On my stencil, I just simplified it. You, you know, I just really mm. kept the shape going, and then of the texture and everything, I eyeballed and did myself. Um, a whole lot of stuff in Batman. Inside his cape and inside his uniform and stuff, it's biomech. I don't do biomech. It's Roman style. You know what I'm saying? So me staring at him every day and watching him work, you know what I'm saying? I kind of was like, okay, let me take a step back, Pooch. If you were Roman, (laughs) how would you approach this, you know? Yeah. So I really took a step back and I thought about it. Okay, well, he would do this or he would shade off of that or he would do the light tones and he would do this, he would do that. And, yo, I swear to God, it came through. Like, it just, all by God's grace, it came through. Know what I'm saying? So once I finished it, I showed it to Roman, and he was just like, bro, wow. And then he posted it, and then after he posted it, it was like everything came through. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. Batman piece was really, it was the highlight of my career. It was the highlight of it all. Like, it was just like, okay, Pooch, you did it now, you know? Did you feel during the time that you were actually tattooing it in that process, making that piece, did you feel that that was how it was going to come out? No. I mean, did you... How was it? Well, how was it in the middle of it, man? That's what I want to know about, you know, because it's, man, I love hearing that success. And when it was, you know, you come out and you get your adoration of your, of your, you know, the, the boss man and people that you look up to. Um, but as an artist, I want to know about the middle part, you know? Okay. Well, um, oh. I don't like any of my tattoos after they done. <laughs> like, I'll be scared shitless. I ain't even gonna lie. You know, in the process of my tattooing, because, you know, when I'm tattooing, I think a lot. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if I'm doing all shadows in the face and the background is green, I'm gonna pull that green into the face. But I don't want to overdo the skin. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm attacking an area, it's kind of, it's a struggle, bro. Like, it's not easy, dude. It's like, oh my God, the lips are coming out crooked. Shit, oh my God, this shadow's not right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then after I calm down and I put the highlights and I put everything into it, it's like, oh, okay, I'm excited again. And then I can go ahead and go back into things and smoothing things out, you know, change a few things up. Like, I still struggle to this day with that. You know, like, I look at pieces after I'm finished, I'm like, yeah, it's dope. Two hours later, I go back into it again. I'm like, oh, my God, man, I could have changed this or I could have done this better, you know? Yeah. Was that a piece that you had prepped out all of the colors, pre, I mean, pre-gamed everything down to, hey, I know where my highlights are going to be? Or do you like to leave a little bit of room for, you know, artistic flair? Or yeah, like my stencils, like, um, I know a lot of guys, like, Nico's a good friend of mine. Um, Panita's a good friend of mine. Like, all the Southern artists are, like, 
all good friends of mine. And they do their stencils like, you know, it's intricate. Every shadow, every shape, every stuff like that. Me, I kind of simplify my portraits. I just do the out shape of it. And as an artist, I do my own interpretation of how the of how the shadow you know is supposed to go. Yeah. Well, man, that's it's amazing to hear those Batman, you know, peace stories. And <laughs> and thank you for sharing a little bit of that process no, with no us. Problem, no. Um, you know, let's get into the talk about working at artistic element. You Ooh. know, man, <laughs> you know, that's how long have you been there? And it seems like this is something that was maybe a goal and it was man, it makes you excited. You know, it yeah. seems like that excitement comes out in not only your speaking, but in, in your attitude towards the work and shit like that. Okay, let me start off by saying this. Um, I was going to quit tattooing. Um, I'm from New York, from the East Coast. And it's really hard on the East Coast, man, because everything out there is quality. I mean, it's quantity. It's not quality. You know, so when you go through that all up and down the East Coast, it's kind of, it's like it's a struggle, dude. You kind of forget who you are. You know, every artist out there that want to sit up here and push themselves, it starts with you. You know, at the end of the day, you have to be like, yo, I'm not doing this shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to step it up and do this. And you know, I called Roman and, and I asked him, like, you know, yo, bro, can I come out there and do a guest spot? And he was like, hell yeah, bro. You know, he been knowing me for years. He's seen my work. He loved it. He was like, yo, if you come out here, I'm not going to have you in a Hollywood shop. I'm having a shop in Ukaipa. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. So I packed up a book bag, dude, and I went out there and did a guest spot. I didn't do anything. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Everybody thinks I got out with Roman, and when I went out there, everything was handed to me. It wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I went out there for two weeks, did nothing, nothing at all. I bet, you, I, I bet you didn't do any tattoos, but I bet you learned a lot. I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't do any tattoos. You, you know? So he just sat me down, and he told me. He was like, yo, dude, I believe in you. All I needed was somebody to believe in me. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, I believe in you, dude. If you come out here... You got this. Mm -hmm. So I packed up my book bag. I sold all my stuff in New York. I had my tattoo equipment, and I got hopped on a plane, and I came up here. And in eight months, I gave away free tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't do I didn't do much. I still give away free tattoos to this day. You know? Um, I didn't do much. I just gave away my stuff, and I practiced. And he helped me out, and he scolded me. You know? And he showed me he showed me the ropes on, on tattooing on and off the skin and the business and how to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You know? And take your blackness and use it. As a positive. You, you understand what I'm saying? There's not too many guys in the industry who's doing what you're doing, Pooch. You know what I'm saying? So utilize that. So he just he just showed me and believed in me. And it was like after that Batman piece. It's just when everything just came into play. It was just like, you know, having a job at Artistic Element, man, is just, it's awesome, man. Like, you know, you got all the cats come through. Nico come through. You got Panita come through. You got all the great guys coming through. But honestly, the artist that's in the shop who's not in the limelight, it's fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and those guys is what push you. You know what I'm saying? Because you got the younger guys who don't have who don't have what you have, and they hungry. You know what I'm saying? So when you in the shop and you see that, you like, oh shit, okay, he's killing it. I gotta step it up too. And Roman, like, he'll tell us straight up, yo, that shit was whack, or that shit was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's very hard on his team. You know what I'm saying? Because he wants the best. He wants a dominating team. You know, mm -hmm. and he just. He just pushes the best out of all of us, dude. Like, out of all of us. For me, I'm forever grateful, dude. I'm never leaving Artistic Element. Never. <laughs> Say it right here. That's what's up, he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're making a claim right now. Man, yep, that's, yep. It's, it's amazing to be in those times and in those spots in your life where things around you are... are you know, artistically, you're being pushed. You're being yeah. pushed to in your, in your life as well. And um, I think those are the times we grow and we can learn a lot about ourselves, not only as people, but as artists. 
you know, yes. um, what was, what's been the, 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 if you can pinpoint it, the single most thing that has increased the quality of your work, save for, um, you know, the, like maybe, maybe equipment wise or that thing that you did that has pushed it up a notch. Um, of the thing that did it the most is honestly artistic element and selling, dude. Like, you know, just having to be in that shop, you know, opened up doors for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of honestly, a dude from the East Coast, I always wanted to be with Solomon, always. You know, and then I finally got a chance to be with Solomon now. Yeah. You know, so honestly, that kind of like humbled me mm-hmm. and made me like, okay, Pooch, damn, if you work this hard and you got this, in two years, if you keep on doing this, mm-hmm. what's next? You know? Yeah. So that's what keeps me hungry. It's just the, you know, I'm having my clients excitement. I'm having these interviews with you, Joe. You know, like this, the small little things in life to me is 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 everything. The small successes equal equal up to a big one. Yeah. You know, so you gotta start, you gotta start from somewhere. You know? Absolutely. Right. Talk about um those that collaboration you've done with Sullen up to date, you know, in being somebody as an artist who wanted to get involved with that and then fostering that relationship and having that opportunity opened up for you. Talk about what that what that's been like oh man it's been it's been a blessing man you know as i said before artistic element opened up doors and off the whole team from selling i, I mean just opened up like it was just like hey pooch what's up because you know as, as i said before as a black tattoo artist i got a lot of doors slammed in my face you know what i'm saying a whole bunch of empty promises you know so um i met jeremy great dude i owe him everything dude he's an amazing guy yeah um i met him at the shop as he was getting tattooed and me and him just sat down and kicked it and we talked we talked we talked and the same way i actually went on um, when you called me hey how's the family how's everything going you know you got most guys see these guys like oh my god he's selling he's jeremy boom here's my work here i, I don't care about that you know understand what i'm saying what, what stuff i care about as a family man <clears throat> how you doing you know and we just had a great conversation and he loved my attitude. He loved my energy. He loved how positive I was. You know, like, I'm not trying to get a shirt. You know, like, I'm not trying to get any of this fame. You know what I'm saying? I'm just honored to, to be on the selling team and having somebody who's backing me up who's amazing. You know, all the guys are, are awesome, dude. You know, like, everybody has treated me with the utmost respect, you know? Yeah. Talk about that balance between, you know, we, we, we're all, I think we all kind of struggle a lot of times with bal- as artists balancing life. Um, yes. But let's talk about that ego balance because there is something to be, you know, an artist needs to know that he can go in and, and successfully complete these things that he's doing, these projects that he's getting himself in. Yes. And you have to, you know, present yourself to, to those companies and those things to get the kind of shine that you want to get. Yes. So how do you... How do you, as an artist, Pooch, balance that with that that ego side of things with be staying humble and being a humble artist and you know showing that side of yourself? I mean, at the end of the day, dude, I'm not the president. You, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I I tie my shoes the same way everybody else do. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, ego's the death for you, dude. Like, you can't you can't have a big head. <laughs> you know, honestly, you go somewhere and present yourself like, hey, I'm Pooch. What's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really gotta. You know, because it comes from like everybody thinks, you know, oh, when you want selling, it's just because um, you have great art. It's more than to that. You know, the selling team don't don't put anybody on. It's your attitude. It's selling family at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have a positive attitude. You got to support your brother. Even if he's doing wrong, you got to support him and uplift each other. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody on the team is 
is there as a unit. You understand what I'm saying? It's like if if he's struggling or he's going through something, the other artists will pick him up. You know, so stay humble, man. Like, it's no need, man. We tie shoes the same way. Everybody strive to be the same thing. You know, I, I'll probably see half of the artists um, 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 who look up to me in Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like I still shop at the same place as everybody else do. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm important to nobody. All I know is that I'm art driven and I'm pushing myself. You know, and I'm very, very focused. And being focused and being art driven has gotten me so much. And I'm forever grateful, you know? Yeah. Where's the next step? What's the next step pushing yourself artistically that you wanna achieve? Honestly, I achieve so much. I'm this might sound crazy. I'm satisfied, dude. Like you, you know, I'm in a great shop. I'm in a I'm in an amazing fucking shop. You know, my brother is, you know, he's everything to me. You know, off the whole team and artistic element is everything to me. You know, and I mean, I can't ask for anything more. Like I'm I'm with artistic element and selling and fusion and inkies. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like I'm 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 happy. You know, the small things to me it means a lot, dude. Like I'm so content right now but i'm still going to have my artwork pushed you know what i'm saying like i definitely want to sit up here and push the envelope on my art because as an artist i definitely want to stay above the game i don't want to be drowned out mm-hmm. you know and do whatever i and and then be forgotten you know yeah talk about those those sponsors you know fusion inc you talked about sullen and uh, artistic element and talk about fusion was had you used fusion inc prior to that batman piece what what did you think of it and and then talk about inkies. I've used inkies. Yeah. Um, both the products that you use when you tattoo, and I also use the numbing cream, um, which I had a great experience with. I've had a couple okay. clients that have had, you know, moderate experience, but I believe that's a timing thing, you know, and, yeah. and it's a metabolism thing. So, um, but talk about Fusion and inkies for a little bit, and just tell me what your experience has been like with them. Well, I've been using um, the whole Fusion thing for a while, for some years now, and when Adam switched over and he started the fusion company you know i've been i've been supporting i've been supporting him him off and on ever since you know but when i um hit artistic element i really really you know i started to push the whole fusion thing and everybody on the team has been awesome i love the inks though it's 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 consistent you know honestly um, um that's my thing about inks staying consistent you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to have a red in January, and then June I have a red, and it's a different shade. You, right. you know, so with, with Fusion, it definitely it keeps it the same. And everybody in the staff is wicked cool. I mean, every time I went to a show, they show me love. If I didn't have the money, because okay, let's be <laughs> let's straighten this out real quick. Everybody thinks you know you with selling and you work with artistic element. You're making two thousand dollars a portrait, and you're killing it. You know, you make dude. We have struggles, Hobie. Like. We still have struggles, you know. So yeah. sometimes when I go to these conventions and I don't have the money, Fusion help me out. Like, yo, Pooch, I know you ain't got it. Here, you can have a couple of bottles, you know. And it's just the attitude on the team was amazing. Well, for Inkies, I'm Carlos Torres is my brother, dude. Like, <laughs> he's my hobie, you know. So he was like, yo, Pooch, you know what I'm saying? Here, this product, I want you to try it out. And I'm like, all right, bro, I'll try it. You, you know, because at the time, I was sponsored with H2 Ocean, and I'm not anymore. But, um... I tried the inkies, man, and just everything about it was crazy. Like, um, it just how it soothes the skin. Um, the way it goes on, you know, it holds the colors in place. You know, as I go on break, when I need to go smoke a cigarette or anything like that, you know, it's just an amazing product. I love it. I use the ointment and the lotion. Um, as far as the numbing spray, I haven't really tried it yet. Um, of honestly, I'm still stuck on Bactine. You know, I'm I'm, I'm old school, you know, so yeah, yeah. I'm still stuck on that. Um, but as far as the lotion and the ointment, I use that. All the time for every piece I do, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's and cool. um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just Inky's fusion and artistic element. That's just the only team I run with. And Sullen, of course, you know, you know, I support them in anything that we do here. You know, as far as now, you know, as far as straight on the road, I do anything they ask me to do, all, all because they believe in me. The whole Sullen TV thing, the whole, the whole filming, the whole team, how they believe in me, how they pick me up, and you know, everything about Sullen was just fucking amazing. It's like a dream come true, homie. Like, yeah. you know, honestly, honestly, like. Two months ago, I wasn't even doing half of this, and now I'm speaking to you right now on the radio, and this is like an honor, dude. You know, so like I gotta give a lot. I have to get a lot of respect to Sullen TV and everybody at the Sullen crew. Yeah, well, I guarantee you, you were on a lot of radars uh, two months ago. Even though you think maybe you weren't doing as much or whatever, you're on people's radar, man. You know, you you're in that mix and you're doing quality work that is that is top level. You know, and it's and it's cool to see, and it's it's exciting. You know, when I met you down at HQ, I was. It was it was cool to bump into you down there, super yeah. friendly guy. And that's my experience. That's been my experience with the folks that I've been in touch with with Sullen is everybody's got that PMA going, you know, everybody's got that good vibe. Everyone who wants to see people succeed, and it is. It's art driven, you know. Um and it was crazy. It go back to the other topic you were talking about. Like, if I was an asshole who came into the headquarters and you're like, Oh, that's Pucho, he's a fucking dick. I don't even want to talk to him now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but because I was humble and I was respectful and almost the way I came off. It was like, mm. oh shit, he's cool. I definitely got to interview him. You know what I'm saying? So yep. off the other topic you brought up, it comes back to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and honestly too, man, it goes back to a lot of that old school mentality of who vouches for you too, because, exactly. you know, I bumped into Roman when I was down in uh, Southern California on a different trip. Um, doing a guest spot with my homies, uh, Steve Johns and Curtis Gibson. Shout out to those guys. They've been a supporter of mine from the early on, from from the get with my other podcast. And awesome. I was doing a guest spot down there with my buddy, Paul Marquez, and we were good fellas. And um, we bumped into, we bumped into Roman. And I was Keep like, I knew, I knew about Roman and my buddy, Paul, we were at the bar and he's like, Hey dude, that's Roman, you know? And I'm like, Get the twisted, fuck right? I, we were all drunk. <laughs> and so, so he's like, go say what's up to him. Go say what's up, you know? And, um, and so I rolled over there and, and I said, what's up? And, and he bought drinks and man, it was such a cool vibe. He was so approachable, such a cool dude. And then I met him, you know, caught up with him again i owed him a drink so i caught up with him again at ink <laughs> at ink and iron when i went down and recorded some shows with sullen um and uh such a great dude and i'm thinking to myself you know obviously if a guy that's killing it uh is working for a guy that i've had a great experience with why not bring him on you know on board and, and get an episode and i heard the one with keith too and it's like Man, it sounds like a fun dude to talk to for for me. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's crazy. Like everybody looks at his Roman as like you know, party go lucky guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's twisted all the time and he party. Yo, yo my nigga gets it in. So it's like, trust me, there's been many conventions. I'm like, yeah, bro, you alright? And you know his Batman voice when he gets drunk. Yeah, bro, I'm good. You know, like, but you know, at the shop, he's a totally different person. You know, like he's very, he's he's always pushing bro like always doing research and then um he loves his little girls you know my nieces are amazing you know so everything he does i mean if you see him on conventions he's a party roman you know that's what we say when the mohawk is up it's time to party you know what i'm saying but but, but when it's down it's family and chill life you know what i'm saying so it's like he's 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 the most humblest dude and he will give the shirt off his back to anybody dude like so that's why like having a job with him i'm like damn he's roman abrego 
oh my God, he's Roman Abrego. And this dude is so fucking cool. Because when you see these famous artists, you want to see them and you want to meet them. Everybody's timid and scared, you know. Oh my God, is he going to be a dick or is he going to... And I'm at Roman, I'm like, this motherfucker is the coolest dude in the fucking world. <laughs> like, oh shit, so if he can be cool and his name is up there, who am I to be an asshole? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's it's no need at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll talk to anybody. He'll offer anybody a guest spot. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he's that type of dude. So if my boss, who's my brother, who's my homie, he can sit up here and be that cool, I have no point to have a fucking ego, you know? Yeah. Who's giving you those butterflies, man, besides Roman in in this industry that you've, like, been around, just been, oh, goddamn, look, that's another one of those motherfuckers that I looked up to so hard. Dude, like when I got with Roman and I got a chance to meet, um, oh, I got a list for days, homie. Um, there's Nico. I met Nico three years ago. I did. A, um, it was a huge whole portrait of Nico as he was there, you know. And he critiqued it inside the Boston conference, and he didn't bash it, but he said some positive things. You understand what I'm saying? So when I got with Roman, like I met Nico, and he schooled me on a lot. You know, I took a lot. I took a lot of classes over the years. Um, there's Panita. Who's my brother? Who's my other half? You know what I'm saying? Like, him and me stay talking over the phone every day. Like, I'm really close to him. There's Carlos Torres, who I wanted to meet. Um, off the, oh, my God, Paul Acker. There's Englehart. There's Andy Engle. Like, you, if you can think of all the guys mm. you want to meet, I've met. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And all the guys have been humble. Dude, you know who's been on? Another guy that's been on my radar that I've been just noticing, was just thinking about this morning, was Paul Acker, man. Because yes. he, look at the shit he's doing these days with Marker. Draw on... Yes. Uh, colorism, and I mean he's taking it. He's taking it to another level, man. You know, just like Carlo, uh, Carl Grace is taking black and gray and that freehand stuff to another level. You know, you watch him, Carl Grace do that video on YouTube yes. where he just draws that thing on with a machine, and he makes me sick. I love him though. That's dude, my brother. Hey, oh, what up, bro? Like, but he's he's killing it right now. Dude. Killing it right now, and I love it. I can't wait to sit down and talk with him as well about that process because you know. Um, and it's cool to see that guys like Paul are increasing that uh, artistic side of things as well. You know, a lot of people, I think, look at color portraits and they do think it's like a color by number type stamp thing. You know, um, as long as you got the technique down, you can you can hit those spots. But yeah. what Paul is doing and I think what a lot of you guys are doing are taking it to the next level. And him, you know, with the draw on stuff is is ridiculous to me right now. You know, it was crazy about Paul. What's crazy about Paul is artistically, he's he's oh my god, he's unfucking believable. But off a of tattooing, if you talk to him, dude is super educated about art, dude. Like super educated. I'm like I'm I'm a huge huge influence to me. All right now is Timmy B. He's my best friend. I've been knowing Timmy for ten years. You, you know plus, you know, and we like. You know, his style is not the same style as mine. Hey, but truth be told, he used to do portraits. Sorry, Timmy, I gotta I gotta sit up here and shout you out, bro. But he used to do portraits, and you know, of the thing I look at these guys about is off the skin. Because if you're tattooing and you're watching somebody work, anybody can pick it up. You know what I'm saying? If you got a DVD, you, know, you have the right machine, that's cool. The stuff I ask um, all these guys about is as you're doing this blend, hand me the concept of what you're thinking. You understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, these guys are so educated in art, dude, it's not even funny, especially Timmy. You know, like his negative and positive whole. The whole shit on life is is crazy. You, you know, like um, his life it pushes his art. You know, like so you learn a lot from these guys when you talk to them. You know what I'm saying? So it's just 
Dude, you just got to sit down and talk with them, man. Like, these guys got so much to cheat, teach. It's not even funny. That's what travel helps do, right? I mean, if we're, if yes. we're honest about it. Back in the day, it used to be not as many conventions, and guys would travel around to be able to get together with their friends, showcase their work in another part of the country, and there was kind of this tour that you could go on. Well, these days, I mean, let's just talk to Big Mies. That guy's on a, on a mad tour, you know, for the last number of years. And yeah. there's so many conventions you can go to, but... Even doing guest spots and traveling to those conventions um, puts you in a different place to see those guys and, and yes. talk to them about that. And I think that's yeah. so important, man. Just like you said, you can get all this information off the Internet. You can get all of it in seminars and DVDs. And, you know, it's a, it can, you can be flooded with it. Yeah. But unless you get out there and you hear a different perspective and you hear a different, you know, in person, I think it's it, you're never going to have that same flair, you know. Nah, you always got to I mean, be you, pushing. You really I think and talk with the artists. You know, like you got to get to know them because you understand every artist is driven by something in their life that happens. You understand what I'm saying? So you really got to know what, who that person is to understand his art. You know what I'm saying? His background. You understand something? Like I'm art driven or like crazy because of my daughter. You know, mm-hmm. I don't get much to see her. I'm being totally honest with you guys. You know, I'm always on the road. Um, my tour starts next month. You know, I'm always on the road, and I probably get like eight days of my daughter a month. You know, and that that kills me. You know, but in this job, there's no paycheck, there's no whole saving plan, there's no, you know, it's any of that. You know what I'm saying? So we have to tattoo to make our money. So we constantly got to stay on the road and do what we have to do. I have a supportive whole family. You know what I'm saying? Who supports me? But at the end of the day, my daughter is getting older, dude, and I'm just trying to sit up here and do whatever I have to do now. So in two years, I can fall back and do the family life thing, you know? Right, right. Talk about that tour concept of being out there as a tattooer. You know, the, a lot of guys are doing that. You know, they're they're almost treating their their careers like like that rock star, that musician type um, career, you know, model, you know, where they're yeah. out on a tour and they're showcasing their art, you know, in different cities every weekend and and. You know, talk about that. How did you, how did you set that up, and and how does that play into your your goals of continuing um, to push your art? Well, in the beginning, as I said before, like it's it's really hard because you go to Europe and you hit Costa Rica and you hit Ecuador, you hit these hit these out of the countries where a lot of people don't see black tattoo artists. It's kind of like in the beginning, it was rough. You know, it was like you know I had to prove myself and be like, okay, this is who I am. You know, as far as now. It's pretty good right now. Like I have a have a good name because of Instagram, you know, and I got a lot of people that support me in Canada and Europe and everywhere, dude. Like everywhere you can think of, I've been. I've got all love, dude. Like it's been it's been a blessing, but at the same time, it's been a struggle because I'm out of the country and you know, and I have a daughter that's four years old, you know, so I don't get a chance to see her, you know. So like I'm trying to find balance. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's very 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 hard yeah. you know when you got bills and you know it's certain things that she need and you know i, I mean I, I mean don't get me wrong i call every night every morning i call i skype my baby every every night you know what i'm saying but it's still it's still hard because i'm missing out on so much so it's like if i'm doing all this to give her a better life i don't see no point of me slacking on me doing something sideways you know when i go to convention i'm working i'm in a hotel room i don't drink i don't smoke I don't party. I'm not that type of dude, dog, because at the end of the day, if I'm on the road and I'm not going to see my daughter, it has to be about work. Mm-hmm. If I can party, I can stay at home, my baby girl, you know? <laughs> right, right. Do you like uh, Do you like social media? Do you like that connectivity that we have? I, <laughs> uh, 
it's kind of a pro and a con type thing. It's like, you know, I love it because a lot of people, you know, all throughout the country get to see see who Pooch is, you know, and see what I'm doing. But you got a lot of two homies that are trying to be ink masters on Instagram, dude. Like, you know, you got people who critiquing your work and bashing it. Like, ain't even tattoo artists, those. At the end of the day, I'm here to tell everybody who's listening to this, man. At the end of the day, you have to respect the, the client that has this done. I understand everybody has an opinion. I understand that, you know, certain things don't look right, you know, but at the end of the day, it's on somebody who appreciates that art, man. Respect the artist, man, and respect the client that's wearing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, what do you think, you know, that a lot of people's argument for the color realism stuff is it's not going to hold up over time or whatever. What's your take on that stuff? I mean, What's your take on that concept? It has changed over the years, dude. It's not... It's not old school. Would you have Millennium Ink? You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that old school era anymore. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, honestly, there's different machines now. There's software hitting machines that allow you to spend ten hours on a piece and not have to cause so much trauma on the skin. There's Inky's ointment. You know, there's it's H2 Ocean. There's there's so many products out there. You know, honestly, that you know. It can help you out. You know what I'm saying? Like it can hold color or it can do this and it can do that. So, you know, for somebody to be like, oh, that's ain't gonna last, or this ain't gonna do that. If if you're looking into that, you know, 80 years from now, 100 years from now, dude, chill the fuck out, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff is gonna hold. And if it's not hold when you old and wrinkly and you 85 years old and it's blowed out, fuck it. You lived your life, dude. Like, enjoy yourself, dude, man. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I I I 100 percent agree. What's so I was asking Big Mees. Big Mees is on this um, this fitness tip, man. He's he's that motherfucker's huge, dude. He's a big <laughs> dude, and he was bigger, man. He lost like over 130 pounds or something. You can hear him. Great story, man. And uh, and what what's your but ask him what his vice was, and he said it was jelly beans. What's your vice? Like, what do you if you're gonna food wise or man, just like snack out? Hey Joe, have you not seen me, brother? I love to eat, Hobie. Like, 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 I love to eat, dog. Like, you know, like, you got these fit nuts. And, you know, honestly, Big Me's give it up to him, dude. He's a big dude. He's a homie of mine. He's a, he's a great guy, fantastic fucking artist. Um, You got these guys who want to be fit and who can do that life. That's great. Me, I'm trying to sit up here and have balance between my daughter and tattooing. I don't got time to add on trying to go to the gym. Listen, I love being fluffy, homie. Like, <laughs> like it is what it is, dude. I love Twinkies. I like eating cereal in the middle of the night. You know, I eat cookies in the bed, homie. Like, I get it in. Like, I like to eat, dog. I'm a tattoo artist. Like, our time schedules is crazy, dude. Like, 2 o'clock in the morning, who's going to find salad? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a couple of McDonald's, though, I can find. <laughs> Exactly. What's that good? What's that? Um, what's your last convention food that you went out and, and killed it at the restaurant? Just killed it. I've been out the last one. I mean, one of the last ones that I went to that that I can remember. Um, it was a steak place in Santa Maria. And this was like a year and a half ago. I haven't traveled much um, since then. Dude, this steak was so good, man. Well, <laughs> it had all, you know, all these toppings. The thing was like two inches thick it was crazy this baked potato that was twice baked and had all this you know other <laughs> stuff on top of it but what's what's the the last meal that you can remember that you just killed it for you oh dude the whole selling team at um i'm trying to think what show was it at the magic show okay. in vegas mm -hmm. we all went out there like i'm new to california i've only been in california now for almost a year so i ain't a fan of mexican food 
honestly speaking, I'm half Dominican, half West Indian. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So my taste buds on Spanish food is different, you know? Uh-huh. So I can't get put onto Mexican food. But yo, homie, I was with Nico, right? And he was like, yo, pooch. It was Nico and Rich. And, and Jeremy was like, yo, you got to try this corn thing and mayonnaise. Dude, mm-hmm. I ate four of them bitches like <laughs> in, 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 in an hour, dude. Like that was the best steak I've ever ate. Like corn on the cob and mayonnaise? Oh, dude, it was like corn on the cob. Like it was like fried or whatever with like some, I don't even, some mayonnaise and some spices. Dude, <laughs> that shit was out of this world. Homie. <laughs> I was like, I, I like Mexican food now. Shit, hell yeah. It's fun. It's fun. For, fun for you to travel, huh? Fun for you to oh. be out. Out. I mean, obviously, there's that. There's that yin and yang quality to it. You know, where you yeah. have the family at home that you're missing, but it's fun yeah. to have those experiences, right? No, it, it, it's it, it's great. Like, um, every show I go to, I take a seminar. Every show I go to, you know, and I learn so much by being on a road. You know what I'm saying? Like. Having to see, having to see these guys, you know, um, who's in Russia or who's in Australia that you won't have the time to see here. You go to these conventions out of the country, and you meet these guys, and you get a chance to talk with them and learn some stuff, man. I mean, it's expensive as shit. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you, dude. It breaks your pockets, dude. Like, what was the last seminar you still, took? The last seminar I took, shit, sh- sh- I had Nico's seminar three times. Had Carl Grace's like, had him like eight times. Um, I have Roman seminar three times. Even though I work with him, I still take a seminar because there's certain things he don't express to us that he does express inside his interviews. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. The last one I've taken. Shit, I can't even remember, dude. I took so many this year. Like to be honest with you, I hit like so many countries this year on the just past. I took so many seminars. It's not even funny, dude. Yeah. Yeah, did did that um, that drive? Did that is that something that comes from your childhood, man? You know, growing up East Coast, hardworking, is is that come from there? Where does that drive to continually push yourself so hard um, come from? You know, it just comes from me, man. It's just, it's just that's who Pooch is. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a social life. You know, I don't have. I don't have like an outlet. I don't drink. I don't party. I'm very antisocial. You understand what I'm saying? So like my drive just comes from me. It comes from me not having much as a kid. And now that all the things I've got, I've earned and I bust my ass to get it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just keeps me motivated, dude. It's just me. It's like, okay, well, if I did this in eight months, in two years, I'll be where? And in three years, I'll be where? You know, in four years, I'll be where? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, I don't want checks. I don't want no free stuff. You know, I, I'm not with the Sullen team because I can probably get a shirt or I could probably get a Canton art. I'm with the Sullen team because those guys believe in me and those are my brothers. You understand what I'm saying? And those guys support me in ways that it's not about clothing and can art and art itself. Them guys support me like, here's Pooch, this brother in California. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna he's gonna stick with me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's family at the end of the day. And you can't get that from anywhere, dude. So once you get that, you gotta hold on to it, homie, you know? Yes, yes indeed, man. Thank you, Pooch. Dude, for anybody out there that's listening, you know, this is what hard work gets you. This is yes. what, you know, like you listen to these guys on this podcast, and I'm gonna tell you the common theme throughout this is hard work and commitment to what you're doing. Now, commitment to tattooing, commitment to art, commitment to you know, being a plumber, commitment to life. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah, you can, yeah. the same things apply across the board. And if you exactly. want something and you 
um, have the desire to achieve that and the discipline to do it, put the hard work in and you'll do it. You can get it. Yes. So yes. man, it's, it's super encouraging to hear you talk like this pooch and, and I appreciate your honesty and your openness coming on and talking with us. Thank you so much. No, no problem at all, man. It's no problem at all, buddy. Yeah. How, tell people how they can get a hold of you if they were wanted to get a tattoo from you or check your travel schedule, see if you're going to be close to them. Um, what's the best way that people get in touch? It's easy as hell. Just email me. It's pooch at, um, have my email address on Instagram. I'm, um, hit my website. It's poochtattoos.com. Has all my information up on it. I'm not that booked out. You know, everybody thinks, you know, they see my work. I'm booked out like crazy. I'm really not. Um, you know, I still give giveaways. I still do free tattoos. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm still the same guy who I started to be. You know, like, I am busy, but honestly, I make time for everybody, you know? Right. So honestly, hit my website. It has all my information up on it. It has all my contact information up on it. And it's that easy. Or call the shop. You know, artistic element, call the shop. I'll be there. If I'm not there, they'll call me and tell me what's up, Pooch. And, you know, it's not that hard. Yeah, Pooch Tattoos on Instagram, right? Oh, yes, it is. Yep. All right. Well, go follow that guy. Uh, go follow him on Instagram, Pooch Tattoos. You can always follow me on Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. Pooch, man, thank you very much. I appreciate talking with you, man. It's been fun. I appreciate this, brother, so much. Thank you to Pooch and the whole Artistic Element team for their support of Sullen Radio and for all the Sullen Family projects. Remember to check out SullenRadio.com for all the show and live event info. Now let's get to what everyone is waiting for, the announcement of the winners of the Sullen Radio Tattoo Machine Giveaway presented by Bishop Rotary. Starting with third place, this person is going to be receiving a black and gray set of Nocturnal Tattoo Ink, Sullen Clothing Belt, Tattoos Cure Cancer t-shirt and hat combo, Inkies and Rinse Cut product pack. The winner of this prize is Eddie Vasquez. Now the second place winner in the Sullen Radio Tattoo Machine giveaway presented by Bishop Rotary is going to be receiving a full set of Nocturnal Tattoo Ink, a Sullen Clothing Wallet, Tattoos Cure Cancer t-shirt and hat combo, and some Inkies and Rinse Cut product packs. This person is Lucian Tatar. And now for the grand prize winner, of the Sullen Radio Tattoo Machine Giveaway presented by Bishop Rotary. The winner is Sean Martell. Congratulations, Sean. You're not only going to get that Bishop Rotary Tattoo Machine, you're going to get a full set of Nocturnal Tattoo Ink, a Sullen Clothing Belt, a Sullen Clothing Wallet, Tattoos Cure Cancer T-Shirt and Hat Combo, and also the Inkies and Rinse Cup Product Packs. Congratulations. Thanks, everybody, for playing in the contest. We are going to do more of these. There was a little bit of uh, issue in the beginning getting everything to work, but it's the first one, and I appreciate everybody playing. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Um, if you guys could please email me at joe at sullenradio.com. We can coordinate getting you guys your prizes. So thanks again, everybody, for playing. We had a lot of great involvement, so I look forward to the next uh, contest, and uh, keep hustling, everybody. <laughs>